The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Look at that. Microphone's working right off the bat. They Well, I got a reverb. I'll give you a reverb. Turn turn that dial. Nope, the other way. You gotta sit over there and be a freaking. Uh, I gotta be host. able to hear myself. Well, good lord. And I gotta be able. There we go. This one goes there. It's right. important it, that you hear yourself. Anyway, hopefully nobody they, else wants. To hopefully we're to not you. getting a reverb uh, back at the studio because I'm. I know that. we're not. Anyway, uh, welcome to the final show of uh, the season. We think. Unless there's a possibility that the Iowa women will be in the Final Four next week. We'll talk about that, and if they are, we'll probably be here talking at GMIGS and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com, talking everything in the world the Iowa Hawkeyes. And if uh, we do end up uh, having this be our final show of the year, we'll be back for football season in August. Lord um, willing. Well, well, we always say that, but nothing's, Lord willing. Nothing's, nothing's guaranteed. For sure. Nothing is guaranteed. That's true. Cyclone friends of the Hawkeye Huddle have shown up, and they're moving over directly on top of us now. And, uh, you know, they're high. Says the guy who sat down right next to me. Well, I wanted to be able to see our friends uh, since we were here. You know, it's not so bad. Uh, what happened this week? Oh, let's see. We had a lot of good, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of basketball going on. I, I may have yelled at you. You yelled at me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it let's, was, let's, I don't even remember what it was about. Oh, I know exactly. But let's. I Let's said, get up to that point. Iowa, Cincinnati. Yes. We were at a local uh, eating and drinking establishment that needs to work on their television pl- placement. So uh, They have plenty of placement. No, they need it higher on the wall, and they need... Uh, what are you... Well, are there you, were people sitting you right in front short? of it. Are you short? Yes, there were people sitting right in front of the TVs. Their, well, their heads were, were, were in the way. I don't know anyway, where you'd put them. We were, we were not here at GMA because we probably should have been. Well, a little difficult. We had, we had a large crowd. And in order to get quality seating, just for the record, if you want to come to G-Mig's watch Hawkeye game, you need to get here when they open. Yeah. Saturdays, 8.30. So y- Yogi Berra Sundays, used to say, nobody goes there anymore, it's too crowded. It's way too crowded. Don't yeah. forget steak night tonight, $19. Good steaks right down here. Baked potato, I think, tonight. Is that right, Johnny? Why Cyclone fan of the huddle? Okay. Why do I have an electronic reverb in, of me? Do you I hear that? No, I don't hear anything. Oh, I mean, it's, Hawks get it's the, all the so people the Hawks in your get head vi- talking get, to get you. the uh, victory 79-72 against Cincinnati in a, uh, a rousing comeback after it was 18-5. to Iowa started off very slowly. Of course, Cincinnati uh, got out and got some, uh, some early baskets, and uh, that helps. Okay. There you go. That's better. Um, Iowa got some uh, talent. Uh, Iowa missed some early shots and then started on the comeback trail. Got it down into single digits uh, before halftime. In fact, hit a shot right before halftime to cut it to five. And really, in the second half, played a nip and tuck game with Cincinnati until they took it over with about three and a half, four minutes to go, and sort of won it going away. It, it was about the uh, six minute mark, I think, if I'm not mistaken, where Iowa all of a sudden. Got control of the tempo, got con- and got the lead. Yeah, um, they had obviously picked up the defense in an effort uh, reminiscent to what we saw on Sunday. And uh, are y'all not able to hear us? All right. Well, we'll keep so efforting. I'm telling this. you, the line's not on there. It's Sorry. on. You're on the line. It's all right. Good lord. Keep talking. So, but then the Hawks got it. They went to the under four timeout. I think they might have been up one or two. And all of a sudden they stretched it out, making key shots. I, If I'm not mistaken, 
and I don't remember exactly, but I'm going to go ahead and guess. I think Iowa made like six of its last seven shots um, against Cincinnati. It certainly uh, uh, took over a game. You know, uh, Cincinnati, uh, when they drew the, drew the pairing, everybody kind of put their head down. Got to play Cincinnati and Columbus. We're going to be at a disadvantage, a road game, those sorts of things. And, and from an emotional standpoint, you look at it and you go, yeah, that's what happened. But when you really broke it down, Cincinnati occasionally struggles to score. They got one really, really good basketball player. He'll play in the league for certain. Um, and, and for a while, he was the best guy in the court. Um, and inexplicably, Tyler Cook couldn't make a layup uh, until the second half of Tennessee game. Uh, but he couldn't score. Luca Garza was great. Joe Wieskamp decided that he was going to play pissed off Joe Wieskamp, which probably is how he played at Muscatine. You know what? I'm going to take over the game as best I can. Well, he didn't even, um, I think he was one for nine, you know, and from the field, but he had like, I don't know, he had a bunch of free throws in that game, right? Free so, throws, rebounds, rebounds steals. Everywhere, right? And and he has that kind of talent that he can do that. And and they I, we really needed to see more of that, him taking that, um, that stance down the stretch of the season. I think you know, we saw it a little bit against Illinois in the Big Ten tournament where, again, I said, you know, we were only seeing the tip of the iceberg with what that kid can do. And I think he's just so unselfish that at times I don't, I don't think it works to his advantage to, to play the way that he did. But he certainly did it in the second half against Tennessee. Didn't he have 19 against t- Tennessee? I think he might have yeah. 17 or 19. Yeah. So, you know, as, as things worked through for him, um, you know, so too went the Hawks. You know, and, and honestly... When you're looking for, for an X factor from this year to last year, there's a number of things a team has done differently. But when it's one player, one of the guys that's obviously different is Joe Wieskamp and, and what he offers you. Yeah, Iowa came from behind doing it in a number of different ways. They did. They hit half their three-point shots in that game. They were 11 for 22. Um, that type of percentage would have won the Tennessee game. They ended up 7 for 21 in that game. Um, they shot their free throws a little bit better uh, it, against against Cincinnati as well. And they got to the line in the second half, and they started doing what they needed to do. I think the, the key, though, is the kid that, uh, that I saw make major strides this last week, uh, again, was Luca Garza. Because Luca Garza was battling for balls on the floor. He was battling for balls in the air. He was knocking guys around, playing. He had to play finesse for a while. He had to play uh, physical for a while, making shots, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know how much better he can get because he's only a, so- only a sophomore. And he's only a sophomore. But I, I don't know how much better he can get, but, boy, he played really well in in big stretches in the last couple of games. Well, yeah, no question. And, and you know, I compare Luca Garza to Kevin McHale. I, I feel like that is who he has modeled his game after. Um, he's got an he actually has a nice inside and outside yeah. Uh, yeah. game. Um, I mean, I don't think you want us you want him uh, to be shooting, you know, 15 threes a game. But the fact that he can go out there and if he's open, he shoots it with confidence. Let the peacock fly. Let the peacock fly. I don't know what that means. <laughs> this is dad. That's what his dad. Something. Frank I guess. Garza, his dad was saying that, right? Yeah, and I had never seen Frank Garza until Sunday. So, well, I kept thinking Frank Zappa when they was were. He, was he? Was he in? A, was he in Goodfellas? 
He kind of looked like he could have been. I don't know. No, I mean, he was the he's attorney. Frankie the Garza. I don't know. Frankie the Garza. So Iowa loses 83-77 to in overtime oh, wait, 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 wait. after a huge comeback. Wait, let, let's not skip what happened. So as we are sitting at the local establishment, and some people know and some people don't know, Ridge and I can't sit next to each other when we watch a game. It doesn't play it well does, very it, often. it doesn't work very well. It's not that we can't play in the same sandbox, but I prefer to be down at one end and be able to yell to him about things and your son, Andrew, who was there. I mean, commentary, not, not derogatory yes, uh, things yeah. and items. But with a minute three to go, and the Hawks were up like 11, and Cincinnati made a basket, you pulled out the Nebraska card. I didn't pull out. Yes. I, what I said yes. was. Yes. No. Oh, uh, this you're right, is. Right, right, right. You're, uh, right. you're right. You're right. But uh, this is not what I was saying. You, you misunderstood what I said. I misunderstood that you said this is just like the Nebraska game. I said. And I told you to STFU. That was what I was loudly. saying was they came down court. We had hit a, a, a crescendo. We were, had our biggest lead. They came immediately down court, and our guys backed off, in my opinion, and let them shoot a three. It was a very fast possession. It was an open three, and I said that's like what happened. You in one, said it was. exactly. And that's what like happened the, in Nebraska. The, and then they didn't do that again. They didn't do that again. And they I told you that we are not bringing a bad mojo, and that's why anything. I can't sit next to him. It can't hurt anything. It does hurt. I don't. It hurts me. I don't affect the outcome of the game. It does. I do. You think I have a magical? I don't believe that you do. But I. But uh, now let's. So you don't think you have an effect on the game. So why did we go to the exact same spot on Sunday and sit in the exact same chairs? It didn't work. We lost. It was really, really close to working. We did. We went to the. We all, all of us went to the same place, sat in the exact same chairs, parked in the same spots. I didn't park in the same spot because I didn't drive the first. We didn't order the same food. We had Bloody Mary bar on Sunday. Well, that might have been why we started off so slow. That might have been it. That might have been it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about. So this is a team that when you look back at this at this team over the uh, over. You going to talk about Tennessee game, or we're going to go retro right now? I'm going retro right now. All right, fine. I think we should talk about Tennessee. Well, what do you want to talk about the Tennessee? I want to talk about the fact that the uh, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about too. So what do you? What well, do you I don't. Based on the fact that I don't have any what, notes, I I feel like I'm free flow rapping right what's now. What's your ten, What were your observations? I'm going to go eight game? mile on you right now. My here's my observation for for a while. He's going to throw down right now. The Hawks <laughs> were completely overwhelmed with the pace and the speed and the athleticism that that Tennessee was throwing at them, and they didn't panic. They just were freaked out and Tennessee was on fire they were getting easy baskets and for a second I thought well, how many times have we seen this game where we go on the road Michigan State uh, Purdue uh, Minnesota at, well, Minnesota to a degree well, Minnesota had 52 points at halftime against us. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, it, it definitely. Ohio Mich- State. Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, Ohio State, where some sort of unreal half of basketball so, just happens. So, yeah. so we had seen that. And, I mean, they were down, what, 22 at halftime? 21. 21 at halftime. And, I'm, you know, there's gnashing of teeth. There's wringing of hands. But all of a sudden, as I was sitting next to Brett, I said to him, I said, uh, 
Okay, we got four four-minute quarters. Or, or five. five well, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Four-minute segments. You got to get it under 15. You got to get this down to, to nine or ten, and I think they got it to 12. You got to get it to eight or six. And, and really, that's what they did. And that's how you, that's how you can have a comeback without a Tom Davis press. Right. That doesn't just miraculously happen where you go on a 16-2 to two run in, 14, in a minute 40. Um, you know, so, which I think is interesting. We all remember the Tom Davis press as being able to get you that big run. I watched that Iowa-Illinois 1986 come from behind down 25 at Illinois game a couple of weeks ago. Because why? Because that's just who I am, You've right? You've got a deep life. Iowa didn't. Iowa was down by, you know, 25 with 16 minutes to go in that game, right? And they did the same thing. They played the press. They Illinois went on runs, would get back. So the Iowa got it to 12. Illinois put it to 18. Iowa got it to 10. Illinois put it to 14. They kept chipping away. And this was kind of the way this was the other day, was Iowa got it to 18. They got it to 17. Then, boom, boom, a couple scores. You're like, eh. But then Iowa chipped it to 13. And then they scored, and Iowa chipped it to 11. But when you really saw them pucker up, when you really saw them was when Iowa got it to single digits and they thought, oh, my gosh, yeah. they are three, only three possessions behind. Brucey said uh, earlier when I was uh, pre-show discussions, he said Rick Barnes got involved. Yeah, right. And, and suddenly you could see him going, uh-oh. And all of a sudden they're starting to slow the pace, yep. try to do things that, that they did should nothing be. to help add to the lead to, to begin the game. And then, of course, the Hawks are able to tie it up, lose the lead, and then tie it up again. I have a question. Would you have fouled? Should, should they have fouled? I brought it up. I thought, why not? You've got momentum right now. If this goes to overtime, at least you have the ball at the end. If a guy makes one, yeah. I mean, you know, if he makes two, then you got to uh, make two, whatever. I w- so I would have done what they did, thinking we could have gotten a timeout with about three seconds left because the ball just evaded Joe Wieskamp enough that he couldn't get a good timeout, right? Still not exactly sure why there wasn't maybe a second or a second and a half left on the clock, but uh, I, I would have gone ahead and done what they But it's an interesting point. Would you foul on that at that point, give him a couple shots, and then you have a chance to come back and win it? I don't know. Iowa, I don't know. After you'd had that momentum. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we'll come back. we got a lot more Iowa basketball Bold strategy. talk when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G Miggs in West Des Moines. And for the last time this year. More than likely. More than likely. Unless the Iowa women can figure out a way to beat North Carolina State and likely Baylor this weekend. We'll see more about that. Talk a little women's basketball here in just a little bit. But we don't want to blow past our time with Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com because, Lord willing, he's on the phone with us now uh, as he has been uh, w- for each of the weeks that we can get him for the last 15 years. 500 time. shows. <laughs> 500 shows. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, Tom. How are you? Doing Okay. Did you go to uh, Iowa City today? I was uh, I was there to uh, see Captain Kirk. Uh, hadn't seen him since oh well February I guess. Oh, it's our monthly meeting with Kirk. <laughs> monthly meeting. Will there be one in April to discuss his tax returns? <laughs> uh, no, just the end of spring ball. We'll see him again then. Okay. 
So uh, a couple of headlines coming out of the out of Iowa City from there today. First of all, there's there's not going to be a spring game. Uh, they need to do some work on the turf. I, I think fans are a little bit interested in that, Tom, but I'm probably more interested in uh, the good news is that it looks like uh, uh, Davion Nixon, much-anticipated defensive lineman, uh, is actually going to get a play for the Hawks. Uh, no issues. He's, he's back with the team and ready to go. Yeah, he's back. Uh, been uh, cleared of whatever was uh, causing him to, to not be with the team, but I would... I mean, obviously they need the bodies at, uh, on the defensive line, but uh, a little word of caution for Iowa fans. Let's not uh, make him into being Reggie White before he's actually played a, a, a game in an Iowa uniform. And let's also remind everybody, he hasn't practiced since, uh, I think, sometime in early October. So um, pump the brakes a little bit, folks. Oh come on! He's going to be an All-American, Tom. Where where was where that? Where was that practice? Would that have been what, an Iowa? Was yeah, yeah, okay. oh, yeah. He's still that was that was when okay. he was still before the issue. Well, it's good news that he is is uh, going to be part of the team. And then, of course, uh, the official announcement uh, that Reese Morgan's uh, uh, replacement will be Kelvin Bell on that defensive line, and they'll go for uh, a, a different recruiting coordinator. But uh, Kirk, uh, obviously, Tom started off his press conference talking a little bit about Reese Morgan. Yeah, well, Reese, uh, and deservedly so, so uh, because Reese is really going to be one of the all-time great coaches when we look back on it. Uh, uh, you know, this would have been the start of year twenty had he stuck around for him. So, um, just great guy, and. You know, I asked Kirk after the press conference got done, what do you, who's going to recruit the state of Iowa for you? Because that's been Reese's beat for his entire tenure. And uh, I, I think that's kind of the, the focus of whoever he hires as the 10th coach. to be somebody who's going to matriculate over the defensive side and help out. But uh, it's also, I think, pretty much paramount in Kirk's mind that it's got to be somebody who can uh, walk into high schools in the state of Iowa and be no. So, um, and have that commitment that Reese did of driving every inch of the state and uh, unearthing guys like Josie Jewell uh, to come play at the University of Iowa. Wasn't uh, LeVar Woods sort of hanging out with Reese on this? It seemed to me that last year he was like his co-pilot. A little bit, but, um, you know, LeVar has some ties up northwest Iowa, you know, Spirit Lake area, Okaboji area. Um, so it's pretty natural that he's going to help out get some kids out of that neck of the woods because he's, you know, from that area and well-known and well-respected. But, uh, you know, northeast Iowa, central Iowa, wherever, southwest Iowa, deep southeast Iowa, Reese Morgan. And so they've got to find somebody that can walk in those doors and, um, and and be able to be greeted with open arms and build those relationships and find those, uh, unearth those, those gems, not just the scholarship kids, but all the great walk-ons that Iowa's had over the years. Would a guy like Tom Wilson from Dowling consider that? That's a... Fantastic question because his name has come up 
And uh, uh, somebody also joked that, well, he's had a lot of success recruiting already. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a put on pump. It's true. So um, that'd be an interesting name. I'll just, and the fact that they're going to kind of wait on it, it just, it, it just makes some sense. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Shifting over to basketball, Tom. Uh, what a comeback by Iowa on Sunday! Uh, you know, you almost feel like if you uh, all, everybody's going to go out of the tournament except for one team. At least you want to go out having played a, a last half of basketball like that. Yeah, and then that first half when it was forty-four nineteen, it kind of felt like I was the same feeling I had when I was sitting in Brooklyn and Seattle uh, the last two times. Iowa had gone to the tournament and and uh, just get you know win a win a first round or the the first game and then just get totally pantsed in the second and uh, but to Iowa's credit they fought back and they were able to you know, tie the game and I, I still believe that two things oh, I, uh, that I'll firmly believe forever about that game if Jordan Bohannon makes that three when they're down six. 70 to 67. I think Iowa wins the game. And if at any point I, when Iowa had it tied, if they would have taken the lead, I think they would have won the game. And I'd be probably driving to Louisville right now to uh, cover basketball. But um, unfortunately, neither of those things happened. And um, they're home, but uh, what a, a terrific way to. You know, you don't like losing, but it was a that was a positive way to go out, fighting and playing a tough game, and almost pulling out a miracle win. It energizes the fan base in many different ways when you see that kind of inspiring effort. It certainly does. Well, as we move forward with this team, Tom, obviously uh, Nicholas Bear graduates. But then there are a lot of questions uh, around um, who else might be with this team next year. Tyler Cook obviously uh, looked at the pros last year, decided to come back. We've all assumed all year he's had one foot out the door. Uh, is that still the case as far as you're concerned? And, and if he doesn't, where are they going to find minutes for everybody next year? Yeah, and I wrote about that today because then you're really, you know, it's a true... 13 deep team next year because remember you lose Nicholas Bear but you gain back Cordell Pencil, you gain back Jack Nungy, you have CJ Frederick and oh by the way you have Patrick McCaffrey and Joe Toussaint coming in um, and by the way Iowa fans will start pumping the brakes a little bit on Mr. Toussaint too uh, <laughs> he's being built up to be the uh, the, the next Ronnie Lester at this point, and that's probably not fair to the kids coming in. So, um, but it's getting crowded. It's going to be crowded, and Fran's going to have to sort that out if everybody stays. Now, we we know two things about college basketball: kids can declare for the draft, and it's a free look. So, I would suspect Tyler, and I would suspect that Isaiah Moss and the other guys, you know, dip their toe in. Why not? So, and I suspect that there'll probably be, you know, one two guys that maybe just move on to uh, some other opportunities because they see things happen. I'm not saying who, I don't know, but I'm just saying that's the nature of college basketball today. 
Well, it certainly is. Cam Lard uh, declared that he's transferring from Iowa State uh, early this early today, and so I mean, if I remember right, it was like seven or eight hundred kids transferred last year in Division One basketball, which is on average two per team. So. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, a lot. it's not. It, it's a new. That's a lot of free agency. Well, it's, it will be it's very basically about about two a school. So. Right. Yeah. Every year. It'll be <laughs> extremely interesting to see uh, how that works out. Well, Tom, do you get to go uh, now to uh, to Greensboro, North Carolina, and cover the Iowa women as they make an attempt at the uh, at the Final Four? No, I wish I could go, but uh, I think I'd probably be. Uh, Getting served divorce papers if uh, I did. So, <laughs> well, I did see that your son's playing for Rock Island Almond. We've got a real great friend of ours, Jay Hatch, who uh, used to be the oh yeah uh, girls basketball coach, softball coach uh, over there at Almond. Now is it? He told me last night um, it's on the Illinois side, right across from Leclaire, a smaller school. I, if you said it, I'd say yes, but doesn't matter. Um, Riverdale, Port, Port Bryan, or something like that. Port Port Byron, yeah, Port Byron, yeah. Port Absolutely. Port Byron, that's where, that's where he's coaching now. Anyway, well, so, so. Uh, well, by the way, I got I got to I got to get after Ridge because he's already on the ledge about the Iowa basketball schedule, and he should. He saw be. that. Adam boy, he's actually paying. He, I am. 20, Did you see this? Twenty-five of thirty games against quality opponents I already. I know, but the three the three cupcakes they've got are oh all gosh. are all three hundreds in the in in this year's net. I mean, ten Who wins. Who cares? Well, apparently the, the net does. Not, Tom, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have a, a couple of cupcakes. A breather. Well, you can make them cupcakes yeah. without making them. Without play, making them. You can't play thirty-one games against Power Five teams. <laughs> yep, but they could That's be. They stupid. could be. They could be better than that. They could be fifteen and fifteen type teams. No, it's them. not going to make any difference. You and Trent Condon are just crazy about <laughs> this stuff, and, it, and, it, and it's just it, it <laughs> we, drives we me are. bananas because we you guys are, are, are irrational <laughs> about it. I just it just pops it, it just pops out at us. I read your article, Tom, in twenty five. It's not 30. like it's not like they're playing eight or nine of them. They, no, they've got three the, games in their entire schedule that they have actual yeah. kind of control over, and they're yeah. going to play a couple of layups. That's we'll fine. See, right this year, they ended up with seven of them or eight of them, though, which they I don't think they intended to, but it, it ended up more quad four wins than they thought they probably would have. They got more quad one wins than they thought they would probably have. It will be a difficult schedule the next year. There's no question. It's just, in, in my opinion, I think you could even out those cupcakes a little bit, Tom. I I know you think no, Trent and I are off the ledge can't. about I think you can. I think you can. No, they're, yeah. they're fine. It makes uh, uh, every team plays them. Every team plays. Duke plays. Even, even teams like Carol- the- yeah, Carolina plays Western Carolina and two other yeah. teams that nobody's ever heard of. And nobody ever makes a, a hoot about I'm that. I'm not going to win this argument with the two of you. That's Absolutely. Clearly, clearly you go go talk us. to your wife about yeah. scheduling. So, Tom, in this, uh, as we head to the offseason for us, we will only do a show next week if Iowa is headed to the Final Four for women. So this would be it for this year. Big thought from you. Some some big prediction that you got uh, five months before football uh, kicks off. Something that's going to happen over the next five months that we're not thinking about. Boy, that's a good question. Um, uh, I don't. I don't really have anything. 
I really that's don't. Good. I, that's good. That's good. There's nothing not hanging the out five there. Months. No, there's nothing out there that I'm going to go, eh, I don't know. I, I do think Fran, um, Fran McCaffrey will um, figure this. I, I think there's going to be some kind of adjustments with the with the uh, basketball roster. I, it just has to happen. I, I, I don't think it's going to be anything major, but um, I like the team next year. Uh, it's pretty. What I got from the locker room was guys. Guys were saying essentially um, felt like we should be in the Sweet Sixteen, and that's something I hadn't heard before. That's good news. That's a good way to end, end the conversation. Tom, as always, thank you so much for your contribution to the Hawkeye Huddle. Absolutely. Apparently Absolutely. now in our 15th or something like that year. year. <laughs> it's and, incredible. And we'll catch you again in August. Sounds good. Coming off the ledge. It's, it's really uh, <laughs> No worries. He's got five months to get off the ledge, Tom. Mind. It's all good. Thanks again. Thanks, Tom. Tom okay, Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Hawkeye Report, Hawkeye I like sitting out on the ledge. It's breezy. It's cool and breezy. Yeah, and birds poop on you. SIU Edwardsville, 329 in the net. Oral Roberts, 296. And Kennesaw State, 343. Just saying. So? And they still have two uh, layup games that they haven't scheduled yet for that Las Vegas tournament. You know how they have the the cupcake home games. uh, So they might have five quad four games instead of seven or eight that they had this year. So I'm just saying. God. I I think it's pretty easy to make those quad three games. It's just what I'm saying. Okay, so who would they... would you rather they play? You look at a team, even in one of those conferences, that has um, a number of players back, and they're 15 and 15 this year. You look Coastal at a team, Carolina? Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look and see who, who is on the potential. But I mean, I you're, not gonna grab a, you're not going to grab a Wichita? No, no, I'm not proposing that. Not. All right. We'll come back, talk uh, a lot more about the Hawkeyes when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ, real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. Wrapping up the half of Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. 12 Cyclone minutes friends. of fantasticness. Yes. Cyclone Friends, the uh, show, are here with us as well. Uh, are you going to thank our sponsors we're, or are going to make me do it? Yep, I'm going to make you do it. Once again, thanks to a great season of our sponsors, uh, Langlewood's Clothier down here in Valley Junction on 4th Street. Check them out for uh, fantastic socks, ties, and tailored clothing, including including a president. He didn't tell me which one, but I had a pretty good idea. It was Donald. Uh, we've got G-Migs, of course, Bruce and George, great uh, hosts to us every week down here, steak night. Come on down. They'll be open past tonight. And just, this just in. They'll be open. When, boy, Georgie. They'll be open when we're not here anymore. That's right. That's right. Uh, of course, Dave Kozlowski Law, Family Law. Big man. And big man. And uh, we'll get to our Templeton Rye last call here very shortly. Uh, next year might be the uh, Tullamore Dew last call. Uh, oh, based on what? On <laughs> no, what no, 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 no. We're they've been with us for so ten, twelve years. Yeah. It's been a great relationship, and absolutely very has. appreciative. Absolutely has, and we, we do appreciate. It. All right, so real quickly in uh, NCAA wrestling, Iowa finishes fourth, just about where we thought they probably would, and what we hoped they probably would. I think is uh, based on what the seedings and everything. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Okie State ahead of them. Uh, Spencer Lee does 
wrestled uh, back to get number one uh, to win his national championship, which was great. A little disappointment on uh, Alex Marinelli, but DeSantos, Lugo, Young, and uh, Warner all were all first-team All-American. And uh, that wraps first up the team. You're just an All-American in wrestling. Uh, it said, okay, it said first-team on the— It's just an All-American. You're just an All-American. And according to my wrestling insider, the Hawks actually had a great tournament. Well, they started other than, off, other than Marinelli, right? Well, they won their first nine. They had won through the first day. They were still undefeated. They just uh, once they hit Saturday, things uh, or once they hit Friday, things started going a little bit uh, the opposite direction. But certainly were impressive uh, for the first day. And, and fourth is actually pretty good. Spencer Lee has a chance to be a four-time national champ. And that and and uh, that's saying never, something. That is saying something. Kale, um, Kale Sanderson, the last one, I think. Penn State might have had one. I think it was only two or three. Really? Okay. Women's basketball. The Hawks win 66-61 over Mercer in a, a game that was a little bit more of a struggle, but that's because Mercer looked really good to me. Making and a lot of shots. They did, and they were quick. Uh, came back and uh, took it to Missouri in the second half, 68-52 after a close first half on Sunday. Iowa fans break an NCAA record for first and second round attendance with 23,096 fans. So this amazes me, considering Tennessee all those years, which has a 20,000-seat arena. Uh, you would have thought that, you know, during those years when they were, you know, Pat Summit and all that, that they would have had. I thought the same thing, uh, but apparently they didn't. Apparently, you know, 10,000 a game is not, is not 12,000 a game, you know. And apparently the Iowa attendance in the in the game on uh, Sunday was more more attendance than combined at seven other. Yes. Uh, sites, seven other sites. Including Ames. Yes. Lames. Yes. So Iowa fans, not only do you give them credit for, for being there for the women, but knowing that there was an overlap both days with the men's game. So somehow people found a way into the arena while the men were still playing. Uh, I wonder if the Wi-Fi Carver Hawkeye is better than the Wi-Fi Kinnick. So it, uh, it's not great, but it is better than it, than it has been. They get NC State at 10.30 a.m. this Saturday in Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, a true uh, road game. A road game. And if they win, then they draw Baylor, who is really, really good. Now, Iowa is really, really Baylor good. Baylor won by 40 last night. Yeah. Baylor's, Baylor's really, really good. I, it's it, One of the things that's kind of a shame about this is that there are four upper echelon women's basketball teams. There are five. Okay. There's the four number one seeds in UConn. Okay. And if you take any of them, they will probably beat everybody else by 30 or 40 points. And it doesn't mean that Iowa is not one of the best 10 teams in the country. How bad did Iowa get beat by Notre Dame when we played? It was 30-something, I think. Yeah. You know. That, that's the difference between the the gap on those top five teams right. and then everybody below them. Uh, Notre Dame beat Michigan State in the first round of this uh, of this NCAA tournament. I no, it was yesterday. By, was that yesterday? Yesterday. And they beat them by 30. And, you know, of course, Iowa actually lost to Michigan State once and, and uh, has beaten them at home. But it's it's probably a good a good difference. Hey. It's not impossible when you've got the best player in the country in Megan Gustafson. Uh, Iowa fans, tune in, watch. She will still be interesting no matter what happens. And, of course, they have a re- really good chance. That obviously, they'll be favored to beat NC State, even though it's kind of a road game. What time on is that Saturday game? Morning, 10.30 a.m. All right. I'll, set my, I'll uh, set my clocks. Set your alarm. Make yeah. sure you're up. My, yeah. Like that's an issue. It, what? You, 6.13 every morning. It doesn't matter. Alarms, just no alarms. roll over and you're up. 6.13. 
Got to take a leak. Got to get up. Get a get a cup of coffee. I know. I know. Absolutely. Well, so you know. Um, oh, and real quickly, the baseball team not, not doing great. They started off the Big Ten season zero and three at Indiana last week. Uh, they're eleven and ten, zero and three. Bradley today. I don't know what the score is today. And then Illinois opens up uh, the Big Ten home schedule this weekend with three in Iowa City. If I'm not mistaken, they get the next nine games at home. Uh, Hawks couldn't score seven runs in three games. That's right. Now, it seems to me, it seems no like studying. that. Yeah, seems like that might be their Achilles' heel this year. They they don't quite have the power they had the last couple of years and. Uh, they're, not, they're just not getting ball. Not getting guys home, right? Dude, getting guys on is, base. It has been horrible weather up here in the Midwest. Hopefully, if the, as the weather warms up, so do the bats. Yeah, in, Indiana found a way to score thirteen the other day against them. So okay, well never, maybe never they went to. I don't know. We just uh, went to Hawaii. All right, prediction time for upcoming year. Tyler Cook back or no. not? Tyler no? Cook gone. Who else is gone? Macy Daly and Isaiah Moss. You think I, Moss? I don't. I don't want him gone. I wanted. I want the record to reflect. I don't want him gone. Um, but I think Macy Daly will find another place where he can uh, utilize his basketball skills. Did we determine if he's if he's a grad transfer at this point? Or is I don't he a transfer, know. Transfer. I don't know. Um, that, that might be tough. But but I agree. I think Macy Isaiah Daly, Moss yeah. would be a grad transfer. I boy, why would he? Why would he leave and do that though? Well, you know, as, as you know. Unless he really thinks he's not going to get a play. After he scored 16 in that game the other day and came See, and he he's started a, all he's year. He's a starter. And maybe maybe he won't be gone. I just th- I don't I just think Daly's gone and I honestly, I could see a, well, you can't Dun- Nunji can't red sh- He no. can't go nor could Pemsel because of the redshirt rule. They'd be giving up a year. Um Yeah, they are already, already redshirted. Yeah, this year. So they're not going anywhere. I I really, those are the three lo- logical possibilities, and I'll throw one at you. Jordan Bohannon. Oh, I'm stunned. Wait, where would he, why? I don't know. Russia? Uh, all-time leading three-point shooter in Iowa basketball history, by the way, pressed uh, I don't, Jeff I don't, I, day, I don't right? think that's happening. No, he's not going anywhere. Um, no, I, I. But I do think it's going to be interesting next year trying to find minutes. I agree with Tom. I'm fired up on Joe Toussaint, but we got to be we got to we got to be careful with that, right? Um, there is a kid, maybe uh, I'm, Connor I'm, Connor McCaffrey. Connor McCaffrey may. Uh, we think though that he wants to play with his brother. Yeah, he may want There's, to, but he may not get a chance. And he's a really really good baseball player. And if he's taking breaks in the middle of the week of the NCAA tournament to, to go, go play baseball, to go hit, that seems odd. Hit. It does seem like uh, you know his heart's in, in various places and he's torn. We'll see how that. Judging how that by the way up. he handed the ball to a guy at Cincinnati on on uh, Friday, I was thinking should have stayed at the baseball team. Well, he uh, apparently he was sick. He had IVs in him and stuff like that, trying to keep him. So he, what is it? What is it with? The, I mean, <laughs> he, 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 what did he get the he, coughed he in the gold? Mono again? He get the mono I again? I don't know. Well, you can't get the mono twice. I don't think. I think once you have it, you got it. You're done. I I think you're right about that. Not the clap though. That'll stay with you. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Dugan. It's good advice. All right, tell me the right last call. What are your last calls? Iowa women get to get the victory against NC State. They lose to Baylor by a lot. 
But uh, but they, but a great season for them getting to the Elite Eight, in my opinion. That'd be um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and if we're moving forward on the uh, on the rest of the things, I think I agree. I think Tyler Cook's done, uh, and Macy Daly's done, and that will be it from that group. And when we head into the football season, we will be sitting here talking about uh, Iowa with an over-under of 7.5 out of Vegas. No Iowa, way. We're going to be looking at exactly, and we, you and I are going to be talking about, is it 8 wins or 9 wins? Because we're both going to predict more than the 7.5, but we're not going to hedge up to 10. So here's the one thing that I took from today's press conference is that Kirk Ferentz, somebody asked him about Torn Young, and he said that we have underestimated his, not just his talent, but rather yep. his impact on the football field. Yep. And that's a, that's a big deal. And frankly, I think that's a good sign because I think that he was underutilized last year and can be a real, real game changer for the Hawks in football. I think the, uh, the offensive line stands a chance at actually improving this year uh, based on some, some new blood that I think will be better. And I agree. What he was saying there was after they watched the cut-ups, which is, you know, where they have cut the tapes up, they just no- start to notice the differences in how the team plays around certain backs. And with him, it's an energy it's an energy thing. So Energy, excitement, yeah. and, and uh, like yards per play or something when he's on there. I think... Uh, I agree that the women win, but... I would take them in the points on Sunday. Well, how many points would that be? If it's, you, if it's are you 28? Getting 20, 20, <laughs> if you're getting 28, 29? That's, yeah. a, that's a nice number. How you, <laughs> if it's anything under 25. Can you bet that? Of course. Oh. Degenerates have a way. Always have a way. I just, I, I'm certain that it can happen. Uh. What are the bets that we're sitting here at uh, G-Migs on uh, August 4th or 5th getting ready Friday? No, not that early. End of August. What are we going to talk That's about? We, we usually start. And we, we usually start. No, we've been going to the, our, the, the last Our week of end of August start is way better. I think those odds are reasonably good. Reasonably good? Georgie loves us. Brucey loves us. What's not to love? <laughs> And the champ loves us. The champ does love us, and we love them. Yes. And uh, by the way, I stopped by Wolfgang's uh, memorial today. Uh, R.I.P. My friend. Yeah, I, I that's a bad not, deal. Yeah, absolutely, very sad, and uh, uh, good that you were able to to get over there to that and uh, extend condolences on on behalf of the huddle. Actually, on behalf yeah, of yourself, uh, on behalf of the huddle as right. well, uh, because uh, yeah, tough thing for the seventeen hundred family. Um, Hey, well, let's thank the 1700. Let's thank Jacob Beals back there who's running the board for us. Appreciate your help there, my friend. Tom Caker, G Mix, Templeton Rye, Langlewoods Clothier, Big Dave Kozlowski, you, Brett Ridge, my, my great friend and sparring partner for 15 years on this goofy thing we call the Hawkeye Huddle. It's been a lot of fun. Still is fun. Still fun. We're still doing it. Still got checks to cash. It's all good. Be Thanks well. to everybody for joining us this year. Catch oh. us next year on the Hawkeye Huddle. <laughs>